Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time, work, Friends, family, expect you to be on 24-7? Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. Uh, I am your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back to uh, recap uh, all the action from uh, Title Sunday in the NFL. Uh, the AFC champion, the NFC champion, we now know who they are, and um, they will get ready for the Super Bowl in Miami, and uh, as has usually been the case here throughout the postseason, uh, only one of us did pretty well uh, on our predictions and nailed them all, and that was Dylan, who uh, was boring and went with the two favorites uh, and ultimately <laughs> uh, got them right, but hey, it's all about winning, and uh, Dylan won our predictions for sure. He didn't quite go out on the limb uh, that I did in picking the Packers, and uh, as we see, sometimes uh, teams just have other teams' numbers, don't they, Dylan? Because uh, uh, picking the Packers against the 49ers is just not a not a good thing to do right now. No, leading up to that game, there's a lot of talk about you know the first game. Maybe it wasn't necessarily a fluke, but that some of the things that happened just kind of line the stars kind of aligned for the Niners to end up having such a huge lead in that one. And people are like, well, you know, if this play happened differently, maybe the Packers recovered this fumble, whatnot. Just different things where people are trying to find a you know kind of make an argument uh, that this game was going to be a lot closer. And and sure enough, I mean. I, I, I didn't think it was going to be uh, what uh, such a blowout like this necessarily, but I wasn't surprised that the Niners won comfortably. I felt confident in what they've been doing all season. The, the first game, yes, in terms of matchups, they definitely matched up quite well with Green Bay. Uh, anytime you're able to run the ball 40-plus times and just completely dominate like that, uh, it just does not bode well for the Packers' defense in terms of all the things they, you know, over the course of the year, we talked about them being pretty solid early in the season, but by the end of it, man, they, 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 I mean, the pass defense maybe was still pretty solid, but the run defense, holy cow, that was, I know yeah. the Niners are a good rushing uh, football club, but that was next level. Yeah, it was, and uh, we'll talk more about that game here in just a bit, but we'll start off uh, with the Chiefs and the Titans, uh, the Chiefs 35-24. to Winners here in that game, they will advance to the Super Bowl. Uh, and as we said, the Packers have denied us the rematch of Super Bowl I. Uh, but uh, the Chiefs will be there anyways. And uh, 
you know, this game, I tell you, when it started off, it just it was very much like a replica of how the games have gone for both of these teams recently. And mm-hmm. it, it almost played out, you know, exactly how it's always played out for the Chiefs, <laughs> uh, not so much for the Titans. But, um, you know, this was – look, I, I don't think the Titans, to be honest with you, I was thinking about this, and I know some other people have pointed this out, I don't know how much better the Titans could have played, you know, in, in a sense, because mm-hmm. they just, I mean, what do you do? And you heard Mike Vrabel talking about that after the game. It's like, what do you really do against Patrick Mahomes when he's making plays like that? I I don't know what else you can possibly do. And, and that's why I think you have to give the Titans a lot of credit because it was a scenario where they started off well. Uh, they pretty much sort of played the type of game they wanted until – you know, Patrick Mahomes started making plays, and then you have to kind of reel off going in a different direction uh, where Derrick Henry's not getting as many touches and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, one, like I said, it's one of those deals where I don't I don't think this is way more to do with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes than it is the Titans because for the most part, honestly, I thought the Titans actually played pretty well here. Yeah, I mean, overall, like you said, at the beginning of the game, the formula was exactly like what we kind of predicted and what you'd expect from the Titans and what they want to do. They get to one quick three and out and then 10-0 sure enough after the next drive and they they, they just never out of you know yes Patrick Mahomes is going to do this to anyone and while the Titans defense and their secondary hasn't been spectacular this season uh I, I still like you said it when Mahomes goes off there's only so much you can do what I'm more surprised about was and more impressed with maybe from the Chiefs end that could bode well for them going to the Super Bowl matchup is how they really limited Derrick Henry I know they were giving him less touches but he, there were times in that in the first half still and then early in the second half where they were trying to get those five six yard runs that they've been so routinely getting against teams like the Patriots like the yep. Ravens, all these teams that they've been facing over the last few weeks and they just could not do it and I know that the Chiefs are obviously making a more concerted effort to get to Derrick Henry but they still weren't giving up too much over the back end as well so definitely impressed from their defense and what they're able to do uh, you don't really have to get too many stops when you have Patrick Mahomes on your team uh, to win so sure enough they did enough to get it done and Overall for Kansas City, it was an interesting game in the second half. One thing that I I looked it up during the game, outside of the two uh, the kneel downs, Andy Chaff, there were 16 possessions in this game. Like, <laughs> do you want to guess how many possessions were in the first half? Right. Of Texas Chiefs? <laughs> I I bet it it's, was 15. Yeah, I was gonna say that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! So this game, they kind of turned it. They kind of turned the formula on the Titans in that second half, really, which is another surprising thing to me. Where they just started, they ran the ball I think ten times on that one really long touchdown drive um, after the two punts to start the half, and it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, thirteen play drive, only threw the ball three times. So as much as Mahomes is playing well, they they really flipped the formula, and for Kansas City. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of good things to go take away from this game. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I just, again, the, the Titans, they did. They put themselves in a situation to have a chance, and um, it was, uh, yeah, just one of those things where sometimes a guy just makes plays and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Um, but, like you said, I mean, the Titans' defense, Derrick Henry certainly deserves a lot of credit. Ryan Tannehill deserves credit for this run they made. But, you know, their defense was also something that, you know, it's not always mm-hmm. the, the sexy thing to look at, but their defense just as much of a reason why they were here uh, in this spot oh, yeah. than anything. And, you know, uh, Dean Pease, their uh, defensive coordinator, announced his retirement today. Um, so, you know, it's uh, – I don't know. That team, certainly, and we all laugh about, you know, my back and forth with the Titans the entire year. I mean, that's 
that's been one of the themes of this podcast is me saying to never trust the Titans. So um, I guess we're going to have a new theme next season because uh, it probably won't be that anymore because, uh, you know, it at least looks like a team that's set up to have success. Certainly, you know, what Derrick Henry's future holds, that's going to certainly depend on a lot of it. Um, but uh, we'll see. They're, they seem to be in good shape, and we'll certainly talk more about them as we go into the offseason. But uh, as for the Chiefs, they are marching on to the Super Bowl and uh, getting Andy Reid back there. Certainly a, a terrific achievement for him to, to lead two different teams to a Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, the Chiefs will go in as favorites over their opponents, and that is uh, who we talked about a little bit earlier, the 49ers, 37-20. to 20. Winners against the Packers, uh, another one of those deceiving scores because uh, this never, you know, this never felt like a 17-point game. Uh, this pretty much always felt like a 20-plus point game here. Um, if you just take away kind of what the Packers did late, but yeah, there, there's no other way to put it. Just a dominant performance um, from start to finish, essentially. And uh, I don't, you know, the Packers, as you said, they kind of. The flaws that we had been worried about with the Packers, they they showed up here. And the biggest game of the season for them, uh, the things we always kind of knew in the back of our mind were going to catch up to them, they did in this game. And uh, it was just, yeah, it, it was incredible to see how the 49ers started this game, you know, to be up 27 to nothing at halftime in an NFC title game. Doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, it's crazy to think about the Niners and what they've built. And so quickly, I know we've talked about you know, the last four years, how many wins they've had. And even the last three years, they had less wins than just this season going 13-3. and three. It's crazy. that The turnaround itself might be a little surprising, but overall, you can see the roster construction of this team and how it came together with all these first-round picks spent on their defensive line, all the investment in the offensive line. And you see, it's, uh, you know, for anyone that we can talk on the, on the philosophical thing about running backs and the value of them, but you have these undrafted guys that, look like bona fide superstars because the lanes they're running through are just massive. It was, it was staggering to see. I know it's partially the talent and mostly the talent of these 49ers front, but also just the design of these plays and how they caught the Packers. I mean, obviously that third and eight trap that they score the, the first touchdown on is the one that kind of sticks out. It's like a, a play that you see, in the, you saw a lot of people on Twitter saying it's true. You see at the high school level, it's not really like, it's not a complicated situation, but you can tell that Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan knew Mike Pettin's uh, defensive yep. uh, tendencies and took advantage of them and um, early in the game. And then once they got the lead, it's just it's so hard to come back against this team. Aaron Rodgers in the second half did everything he could, but in the first half he was not getting the ball out quick enough. I know they did some good stuff disguising for uh, coverages that kind of forced him to hesitate, and that led to that one fumble in particular. But overall, the Niners are just it's just a staggering amount of talent and um, depth on, um, you know, positions that aren't necessarily the flashy ones that we like to talk about around the draft. These are the guys uh, outside of, you know, Nick Bosa and some of the defense alignment. But overall, these guys are not names that everyone's really talking about. Um, we're not talking about quarterbacks here. We're not talking about skill position guys. They haven't drafted. None of these guys are first-round picks that they've drafted themselves. Um, they're at least second-round or, or later for skill positions. It's kind of crazy to see. And um, it's, nonetheless, uh, for the Packers, it's still a successful season. Uh, I mean, anytime you won 13 games, you got to be happy. But it's, it's a wake-up call in terms of where they are um, at compared to some of these, uh, compared to the Niners, and maybe even the Saints. I know the Saints lose the Vikings, and uh, who knows really how what that really says. But I think the Saints were kind of in a tier up there with the Niners. 
and the Packers for everything they did well. I still think they're far from a perfect team. They got the culture going the right direction. I still think they're, uh, you know, we'll see what they can do this offseason to improve. I still think they need some new pieces, uh, especially on run defense. Hold, again, I mean, I, the first matchup, you know, they, the first game they played when the Niners blew them out back in November, they ran the ball 22 times and threw it 20 times, and they were averaging over five yards a, a carry then. So it's almost as if Kyle Shannon was like, well, if it was working then, let's, let's, do it. <laughs> let's just be, ride this even further. And especially with Garoppolo, uh, kind of struggling over the last few weeks of the regular season, did not play incredibly well against the Rams in Week 16, not incredibly well against Seattle, didn't have to do much against the Vikings, did throw that one pick where he didn't see, um, forgot who it was, the linebacker on the on, uh, Eric Kendricks on the Vikings. Yeah. So uh, they really haven't seen him have to take over a game, and that's one thing when we get into uh, moving forward towards the Super Bowl and that conversation is, you know, it, the Niner defense might not be able to do what they did against the Packers in the first half against the Chiefs. Probably not uh, with the way Kansas City's playing. So, what is Garoppolo going to be able to do in terms of stepping up? Because in this game, you, we really could have you could have put a lot of you could have put Steve Young at fifty whatever back there, and I don't, I don't think it would have really changed what the Niners <laughs> are able to do in this game. No, not at all. And that's what we say. It's you know, Raheem Mostert. His story is pretty incredible, and for him to to kind of be the guy with with all the credit here, I mean, just to to have that type of performance in a game like this, like we said, to sort of expose the Packers in an area that that we knew that there were issues at one point in the season, and certainly mm-hmm. uh, never completely fixed, and that was the case here uh, in this game. So yeah, it was a pretty wild game. Uh, why I picked the Packers uh, again? I probably said this in our predictions. I couldn't tell you. I just thought it was a situation where, you know what, sometimes we see those those weird things happen, and I yeah. took a chance on it, and uh, it did not happen. So, uh, yeah, the Packers, you know, fans are disappointed, I'm sure, but, uh, you know, they're, they're in a better place in terms of uh, where they're at in the playoffs than certainly the past several years. Uh, and so I think mm-hmm. they'll, they'll be a little bit more uh, happy and more optimistic about that going into the offseason, even though it's certain they've got to make some moves uh, if they want to be in the Super Bowl uh, like the Niners or like the Chiefs. But um, So, yeah, two two very interesting games, uh, two very different games. I think that was the case uh, without a question uh, in terms of how both of those mm-hmm. two played out. And uh, now we will uh, get ready for the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the 49ers, um, you know, which obviously we'll have, you know, we're going to be talking about this over the next couple of weeks, and we'll dive more into it uh, as we, we go along leading up to the game. Uh, but I guess, you know, an initial thoughts here. I thought it was funny. One of the things uh, we put up on Clutch Points, and I, I found this stat earlier that someone put out, uh, you know, you want to talk about differences in philosophy. This is the stat you need <laughs> to kind of showcase how different these two teams are. Uh, I think it was Patrick Mahomes has more second-quarter passing yards um, than Jimmy Garoppolo has in the entire postseason. And so that just kind of shows you how these two teams play, what they rely on, and how different it is uh, on offense. Uh, So it does. It makes for a very intriguing matchup when you have an offense like this. We know the the Chiefs want to throw. Uh, You have a team like the 49ers that want to run the ball. You've got a defense like the 49ers who have been able to shut down so many different teams with good offenses. And mm-hmm. and now, you know, you've got a team that's led by Patrick Mahomes on the other side. And you have an improved Chiefs defense, like we said, that I think has kind of gone under the radar 
all year long. Uh, it is. It's. I mean, this is really, of all the matchups, you know, with the way the teams have played, and yes, you could look back and say, well, you know, Lamar Jackson this, or, or somebody else, you know, the Saints <laughs> on the other side, whatever you want to look at. But I'll tell you, this. the more you look at this game, like, this feels like the right matchup, because these two teams are just, I mean, they're playing so well, and they almost couldn't be any different in terms of some of the way, way they, they try to do things on both sides of the ball, but yet they're kind of the same in that it works, and, and that's why they've been able to get here. Yeah, to get to the Super Bowl, you got to be really, really good, first of all, but also, <laughs> as we've talked about in the past, you have to get hot at the right time. But, yeah, in terms of the teams I think about this season are the four teams that stick out in my mind. It's these two, um, probably the Saints and then the Ravens, but unfortunately for the Saints and Ravens, it kind of cooled off once we got to the end of the season and then the postseason, whereas the Chiefs we talked about, uh, you know, uh, even before December, really going into that month, they're starting to get things clicking. The defense was playing better. Mom was getting healthier, and everything kind of came together. And, yeah, the Niners have been probably from front start to finish the most stable uh, team in the NFL in terms of just dominating opponents that they're supposed to beat well, playing really well against top opponents, even when they were injured and had that really tough stretch of the schedule. They still played so well, have their narrow losses there. So, yeah, I couldn't be more excited for this game in terms of, I mean, you get Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan, two guys, like you say, that are, while philosophies are a lot different, what, they, what they're what they able to do is, you know, <laughs> yeah. move the ball quite efficiently. And uh, people that, uh, there's a misconception, I think, when we think about uh, analytics telling you should throw the ball more. That's not the case if you can run the ball for eight, nine yards a carry. That's It's about average yards per attempt and average yards per play, avoiding third downs. And if you can do it, running the ball or passing, it doesn't really matter. As long as you're gaining chunks of yardage, that's the way to do it. And both teams do it in different ways. So, yeah, it's going to be really exciting uh, going into this game. Uh, yeah, the, the the difference in defense, the Chiefs defense has improved. But, yeah, that, there is cause for concern there. Obviously, Mahomes kind of can equalize any any issues that you have with his ability to just improvise and make uh, insane plays here and there. So it's going to be really interesting. I don't think the Niners, I know they've gotten a lot healthier on defense. And they've played so much better since then. But I don't anticipate them just completely shutting down the Chiefs. I don't think we're going to have a Super Bowl like last year where the Rams couldn't do anything. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think Garoppolo's going to have to throw. I think they're going to have – I just think it's going to be a lot of fun. And <laughs> I know the opening spread you were talking about, I think it was, what, Chiefs one plus or one minus and a half. One and a half. Yeah. But I mean, really, either way, one point wouldn't have shocked me. I think these teams are so evenly matched and – uh, well, it's well, it's a Super Bowl that yeah, it's going to be one I think we'll remember for a long time because it's going to be probably a game that's going to be really close down to the wire. I just don't. I really have a hard time finding uh, myself believing that either team's going to be able to completely grab control of this one. I think it's going to come down to the last few minutes, and we'll see uh, if it's the 49er defense that can step up and make a big play or make Mahomes. Uh, timely getting the Chiefs their first Super Bowl in half a century. Yeah, I the game I think about when I consider like how these two could match up and how it could play out. Now, I don't think it's going to be to this extent score-wise. That game the 49ers mm-hmm. played in New Orleans against the Saints. You know, that was yeah. that was 48-46 and quite frankly one of the best games of the season by far. But I think when you when you sort of think about it, um, you know, there are some similarities in terms of maybe how these two teams will play. And um, I, I would. I'd be surprised that, you know, kind of what – I don't know. Like, I just would not expect it to be a low-scoring game by any means. Like, yeah. I just – it's not – the Chiefs are too – Patrick Mahomes is too good. The Chiefs are too good. 
I just don't see it. And the over-under, I think, is 54 right now um, in that. So, you know, who knows? Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, maybe that's about right. And I think, too, it's, <laughs> look, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think Jimmy Garoppolo here is, to me, the, the X factor because he's going to be put in positions where he's going to mm-hmm. have to throw more, I think, in a game like this. And, you know, how many more times does he throw? He's not going to come out throwing whatever, nine times or eight times uh, or anything. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, he's probably going to have to throw it a bit more, I would expect, in a game like this, knowing that the Chiefs are going to probably score points. And, you know, I I would be shocked if, if somehow the Niners were to hold the Chiefs to three, seven, whatever. Like, I just – I don't see it. As good as their defense is, I just think Patrick Mahomes is on another level. And, and the same thing, like we said earlier, Mike Vrabel – it's just you can do all the things right schematically. Like you can do mm-hmm. every, you can scheme up everything the way it should be, but you can't, you know, account for what a guy like that can do on any play. And I think that's what makes it so hard to predict, quite honestly, any game that someone like Patrick Mahomes plays in or this Chiefs offense because it is. And, and it's funny, didn't we kind of mention this too in the lead-up to the Titans game? You just think about all the different guys on that that roster that can make plays and you feel like can break away for a 50-yard touchdown at Mm -hmm. any point on that Chiefs offense. And I think that's the difference when you're Mm -hmm. playing a defense like this in the Niners. There just aren't any other offenses like that in the NFL. Yeah, you could probably find a couple out there that you say, okay, they've got three or four different weapons you feel that way about. But it's like the Chiefs have five, six guys that you just say every time. It's like – if he gives him the ball, there's a chance he's going to score. And you can't always say that about everybody else. Yeah, it's, as you said, it's not the kind of team that you're going to be just used to play, type of playing, just given how the matchups they've had. The Packers, yeah, Devontae Adams, by the end of the game, his box score looks pretty good. Yeah. But the amount of weapons the Packers have, it's just not on the same level as the Chiefs. And that kind of goes into what you're talking about, the Saints. Maybe they don't have as many huge names at receiver outside of Michael Thomas, but they were able to utilize so many guys in that offense. And just that ability to be multiple, I think, is really important. I think another thing when I look at this game, and I talked about it before the Packers-Niner game, if the Packers are going to play well, I thought Aaron Jones was going to have to play insanely well. I wouldn't be surprised if Damian Williams is very active in the running game for the Chiefs. I don't think, as much as you, the Chiefs want to run up the score and really dominate and kind of do what they want to do on offense, they might at a certain point if they're not able to get some of the things done through the air that they always want to in terms of the intermediate passing game, they're going to have to run the ball a little more. And I think it works really well against the Titans, like I was saying in that second half. So I, I just when I think about this game, it's it's every element is intriguing to me, which is so exciting. I mean, last year was I was really excited for all the different things going to that game, Eagles, Pats. It's just we've gotten some good matchups over the last few years, and it's. Uh, as like the more I think about it, it's like wow. Every every part of each of these teams is fascinating. How they're all gonna, how it's all gonna click together. And I'm glad it, you know it would have been fun to see a Ravens 49ers rematch in the regular season. But I think in terms of the ultimate fun factor, I think these two teams are going to provide even more than that one. I mean that game was a little low, more or less scoring, uh, fewer possessions. And the thing about the Niners, they run the ball a lot, but that doesn't mean there's have fewer possessions because they're not necessarily having methodical slow drives. They're gaining chunks and chunks of yardage. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> – uh, at this point, I really don't have a prediction. I I may be leaning a little cheap just because of the quarterbacks and just, just the idea of picking against the homes. But the, the overall depth of the Niners team again and 
all the weapons that they're able to utilize, it makes it tough for me to to not still have in the back of my head, wow, you're going to regret this if you don't pick San Francisco and end up winning by like 10 points. <laughs> well, that's going to make our predictions fun. It's a good thing we don't have to make them yet because I think I'm actually leaning a little bit towards the 49ers right now. But these are not our official predictions, so if we both wind up swapping our picks – I don't think I'd be surprised because uh, I am. That's kind of where I'm at right now, but we'll see uh, based on on how these two teams have played. So, uh, all right. So that is a look at these two games here, uh, the two championship games now as we get ready for the Super Bowl in Miami. Um, As we said, should be a a fun one, and uh, that will sort of catapult us uh, into the offseason and uh, Dylan, we will then uh, certainly we'll be talking about the Super Bowl over the next couple of weeks, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be talking a little bit more about the regular season uh, as a whole. Um, just kind of looking back at some of the things, you know, kind of having our our own awards ceremony uh, for some of the things that happened this season. Uh, we'll have probably have some different categories than the NFL gives you, uh, some that they probably won't do of their own because uh, you know we like to make things very spicy on here and come up with some uh, controversial awards, but uh, no, it'll be a lot of fun. And and I guess, you know, as we think about it, certainly the season's not over. We still have the Super Bowl to play, but um, it was, I mean, another season where, you know, it seems like we've talked about this over the past couple years. You know, I think we, the the game that always stands out to me is we go back to last year with that that Chiefs-Rams game in Los Angeles, and it's like, you, you think about what not only a Patrick Mahomes has done to this league or Lamar Jackson or anyone like that you just you think Mm -hmm. about what they brought to it but I think this and but we'll take a a fun a fun joke here we'll we'll take a shot at our our guy Bill O'Brien in the AFC South because that is our division but you know we're, we're seeing more teams get creative and I think that is what has made the NFL certainly a lot more exciting in recent years. And I think you kind of look back at this season and, and we'll see that in the Super Bowl too, between these two teams, because these two are, you know, very creative teams in terms of how they, they scheme up certain things and all that. But it, it does, mm-hmm. it feels like the league is certainly feeling more entertaining because we're just, we're, we're not in that conservative sort of mindset anymore. You're just having a teams that are attacking and attacking uh, and that's made it fun. And those are the teams winning. I know, uh, some teams, uh, when we see Dave Gettleman referencing running the ball, establishing the run, kind of referencing what the Titans do. But the Titans are a team that, for a lot of their runs, make the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill was throwing the ball so much. They're a team that embraced play action with nece- not necessarily having to always establish the run. So there's, yeah, like you're saying, a lot. As these teams are getting more more creative. You have to find different ways to win, and you're finding out if you just stick to one system and different things don't work, you're going to have to adjust, and that adds it's really awesome to see. I mean, just overall teams this year, you go from the Titans not making the playoffs last year, two teams and the Niners and Packers that missed the postseason combined for 10 wins a year ago. And then they're all three of the four uh, finalists here. So it's kind of crazy how quickly things can turn. And that's op- it's been re- a reason for optimism for fans of teams that weren't here. There's every year, as we talked about the, before the season, about 50% of the teams that make the playoffs at one year don't the next year. So yeah. there's going to be some more turnover, but I, I, I do think that pretty I can pretty firmly and confidently say that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to be at least in that conversation for a long time. I don't see them falling out of it. Probably not the Niners as well, no matter who's a quarterback right now, as long as you have Kyle Shanahan out there as your coach. And a lot of the things they've done better on defense, uh, Robert Saul get, get a lot of credit. I know some of their other assistants that have been interviewing for their jobs are getting credit for what has happened on that side of the ball as well this year. 
but teams on both sides, I mean, we were talking about offense for a second. Defenses, too, are getting so creative with some of the yeah. different disguise uh, adjustments they do to kind of counteract this. And that kind of constant battle we see before between coaches uh, as, you know, for the you know, two years the Rams are dominating, right, yeah. on offense. No one could really stop them. You see what the Patriots do. Now that's kind of a set uh, standard of how to defend what the Rams do. And a lot of these other teams that we saw, and even in these playoffs, teams would have that kind of, going back to a, a older bear kind of front on defense. So it's, yeah, I just going to be more excited. It's uh, for the future in terms of the guys that are already in the league. We talk about guys like Joe Burrow coming in the league, Trevor Lawrence soon enough. Just, uh, I mean, that's just on the, the top end uh, on the offensive side. And there's so many guys on defense in college too. Isaiah Simmons is the easiest one that comes to my mind in terms of a guy that just can play just about every position. You see more and more guys, I know on that on the fumble that Aaron Rodgers had yesterday, D Ford went from playing defensive end to basically like an, a linebacker, kind of taking a receiver coming over the middle. So guys are just playing. It's people. We're not thinking about football in terms of the same eye formation. It's not, it's been, <laughs> it hasn't been that way for a, a long time, right? Yeah. But we are thinking about players in particular as not just their one position. We keep seeing more more offensive linemen catch touchdowns, the fullbacks coming back, but they're also using them in, as receivers. We see Kyle Shanahan a lot of times where you stick out for huge chunk yardage uh, plays where they disguise it as a run and throw. So just the amount of things that are happening and uh, all the creative minds in the NFL, it's just going to be a lot of fun, and I don't think it's uh, – there's no reason to believe it's going to stop uh, anytime soon. Yep, that's for sure, and uh, it'll be even more exciting for Dylan once his Rams get back on track there. But uh, if they don't, at least he has the Buffalo Bills to lean on, and uh, we'll see We'll see how they bounce back. And he, I mean, look, he has the entire AFC South, too. Look, our AFC South guys, oh, yeah. we're, we represented pretty well in the playoffs this year, so uh, we'll at least have that uh, for sure. So, uh, all right, that'll wrap it up. Uh, there are our thoughts on uh, the two championship games, and now we will prepare for the big championship game uh here with uh, the super bowl in miami we'll talk more about that uh later in the week and of course going into next week leading up to the game uh but for now dylan uh tons of great stuff over clutch points uh, lots of coverage uh, on these games from this past weekend and looking ahead uh, to the super bowl so uh let everybody know where they can find it yeah, clutchpoints.com in the NFL section. You can find all of our NFL content, as Blake mentioned. A lot of analysis of the games that we just had. There's already some stuff on all the uh, teams that seasons have ended and preseason outlooks and for yeah, all the way coming up to 2020. We, uh, there's a lot of things already happening, a lot of different things to think about in terms of free agency the draft. So tons of great content there. Also on the homepage, um, mixing with all our NBA content. If you're an NBA fan, tons of trade stuff going on now for trade season on. We only got a few weeks of NBA trade deadline. Tons of content there. And then for the app, you can download the Clutch Points app from the Apple Store. Uh, we have, you can follow the Super Bowl Live. Obviously, one more game now left in there, but you can read all of our news and all of our content in there as well in the NFL. And you can follow NBA and MLB games. So we've got, you know, spring training coming up not too far from here for baseball. So, and for the podcast, yeah, we have the podcast section on the website. There's a big button that just says podcast in the top of clutchpoints.com. You can find our podcast, all the other podcasts here at Clutch Points there. Find us on Apple, on, you know, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we appreciate all the listeners, and we'll look forward to uh, 
diving deeper into the Super Bowl and then, yeah, looking at the season as a whole and then free agency in the draft. Not too far away now. Yep. And speaking of interesting seasons, uh, something tells me it may be an interesting season in the world of baseball. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> you can find that on Clutch Points uh, for more thoughts on that. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so check all that out. And, uh, you know, lots of great stuff on there. Certainly subscribe to the podcast. Uh, great coverage to get you ready for uh, Super Bowl LIB there in uh, Miami. Should be a fun game for sure. So uh, be sure you're subscribed, and uh, we will talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.